This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? A touch softer is the tone here overnight for grain futures. Really light volume, not a lot of fresh news. The only thing we've got here that popped up during the break would be that uh, announcement of a corn sale, exports, Anytime we've got more than 100,000 metric tons sold, the USDA reports that on a daily basis at 8 a.m. Central. And we did have over 236,000 metric tons of corn sold to Mexico. Now, that's a really strong sale, but, you know, it's to Mexico and not to China, unfortunately. And that's what we've really been looking out for is confirmation that we've connected with China on some bigger sales. Recently, some rumors that China had been in the market for U.S. corn and wheat Uh, But none of that confirmation here following late last week or early this week. We did have a couple of cargoes of soybeans sold to China here or there, but that's mostly routine. There was some hope also that uh, we'd have bigger soybean sales to China announced following that meeting last week that was held in Iowa, a trade delegation from China and some representatives of U.S. farmers and exporters. Now, that was the first meeting of its kind since 2017, and those are hit or miss, but sometimes in the past they've been followed by some rather big, some of the largest single-day sales announcements uh, of grain sold to China. So, again, none of that yet. It's still a possibility. It's a market that is waiting for some fresh news on demand at a time when we're otherwise just you know, getting towards the tail end of harvest, wrapping up. Uh, that effort and watching weather, not just here in the U.S., but now elsewhere around the world, particularly South America. And Joe, what is the latest with the weather in South America? As we've been talking about it, they have not only in addition to the areas of drought, but they do have some areas where it's too wet. So it's just a little bit where there's cases of extremes in South America right now with the weather. Right. And I think that's got to be something we link to El Nino and it being in full force now down there in the equatorial Pacific Ocean, right next to Brazil and Argentina. And what you have is that split uh, feature, as you mentioned, with northern Brazil rather dry and and not developing the monsoon season like they would like as they try to plant the soybean crop. And that's something we see in the numbers, that soybean plantings are delayed relative to a normal pace. And that's something that can cause concern not only for the soybean crop, but eventually for the timing of that Safrina second crop corn next year. So we'll keep an eye on that, but also the wetter conditions down in the south that are preventing some plantings or causing some replantings there. It's going to be an issue, I think, all season, this El Nino. It could, too, be something that gets in the way for production in Argentina They are lately better off in terms of conditions overall, uh, but they're coming off of a major drought, and that's still something we've got to keep an eye on here. It's something that we've been talking a lot about here these last couple of weeks because of the soy meal rally that we've experienced, soy meal prices at a a high for the year. Uh, We see U.S. exports for meal projected at a record high this year, up some 40% or more from a year ago, and that's all tied to what we have in Argentina in that short supply due to last year's drought. Normally, Argentina is the world's largest meal exporter, and so that's something that's that's absolutely in the market right now as we watch weather in South America. 
Let's move over to the livestock complex. Joe, it was such a tough week last week with the really both cattle and hogs, but then yesterday we did have a lot of green on the screen, which at the very least was good to see. Was that kind of a natural correction from last week, do you think, or was there something else driving that price movement to the upside? It was partly a natural sort of technical correction after those hard down weeks we had experienced, and you see that with the shifting of the speculative positioning. They turned net short the hogs and really erased a big net long bullish bet that they had held for several weeks, but the follow-through selling really didn't materialize, at least yet. We see the same thing on the cattle, that those hedge funds really took down their net long positions, but didn't really follow through on the short side just yet. But it's also something that's fundamental based too, and in, in, in the sense that we still see cash prices holding strong. Uh, we know it's a futures market, and that's something that was in part broken by that bearish cattle on feed report as we project forward supplies because of the higher than anticipated placements estimate. But again, fed cattle supplies currently are still very short. We still see strong uh, box beef prices like yesterday, another good gain. We've got a, an increase in the spread for choice cuts over select, which is you know, bullish about consumer demand. So that goes together and, and really stems the sell-off here. And we've had now Friday, Monday updates for the cattle. Hogs you know, now in a streak of updates to break that recent downtrend. So a better look so far here. Uh, these last couple sessions for the livestock, certainly. And Joe, with the hog market, are we seeing any better footing on the whole, or is it just a little bit of a bump up that we saw here recently, or do you think we are getting a little bit better with the hogs? You know, it's mostly at this point a futures type of correction in my mind because we see that the futures are going up and converging with a cash market that's still falling lower. And, And part of that is, you know, futures-based because we recently had this October uh, contract expire to leave the December up as the the nearby contract now that was heavily discounted relative to what we were trading in the cash market. And so that supported the futures, but again, we've still seen uh, some weakness overall in the cash market. I think that could shift into something that's more uh, fundamentally bullish here in, in the weeks ahead as we still see support on the pork side. Recently, the cold storage numbers showed that pork stocks were down on a year ago. We finally uh, observed belly stocks falling uh, from their lofty levels last year. And we're seeing that as a product of good domestic consumer demand that's also being joined still by record strong export demand. So those are all positive things that just have to eventually offset what are these larger production runs uh, that we knew would occur here later into the year. We get into early next year and we have that uh, forecast for lower projection, these lower prices having really put a pinch on farrowing intentions. And so we should have a friendlier environment as we move into 2024. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, I know Comstock has a lot of great tools for our listeners to use if they want to personalize their marketing plan. How can they do so? Yeah, we've got access to our Comstock report, but also access to our contact information because if we're personalizing marketing plans, we want to hear straight from you and and about your situation. So feel free to contact any of us and our information at Comstock.com. Joe Camp, thanks for the time here today. Have a great week. Thanks. Have a great week. 
That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn up a quarter of a cent at 478 and a half. November soybeans up two and a quarter at 1285 even. January soybean meal up $1.90 at 41590. January soybean oil down 25 cents at 5141. Chicago wheat down seven and a half at 586 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat down five and a quarter at 712 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat down six and a quarter at 639 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle up 30 cents at 183.60. November feeder cattle up 85 cents at 238.52. December lean hogs down two cents at 71.15. December pork cutout up a dollar ten at 80.20, and Class Three milk up a cent at 16.86. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>